Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps, because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Hey, friend, Neil, Steve here. And Larson. And welcome back to Going In Raw, the only pro wrestling podcast you'll be listening to right here at YouTube.com forward slash Stephen Larson. Uh, we've got a variety of reward tiers over on the Patreon at patreon.com forward slash Steven Larson. Uh, so check that out. And then uh, we're also available uh, as a YouTube membership channel thing where you can go. I don't know what my problem is today. It's weird. Uh, I sort of lost my, my, my rhythm there. So uh, We tried playing 2K20. That'll do it. Dude, it broke my brain, I swear. Anyway, speaking of the Patreon, that is where we get... Uh, the video questions that will appear on today's Matt Chat. We do it every week, and if you want to be involved in that, if you want your video question to run right here on Matt Chat, it's $20 a month on the Patreon at patreon.com forward slash Stephen Larson. We have a bunch of reward tiers over there, including all sorts of bonus episodes. This week, as you just mentioned, we played some WWE 2K20. Try to. Just, oh my God, the game is Tried to. broken beyond belief, but it still can be a little bit of fun. Uh, and uh, so, yeah, there you go. Anyways. Anyways. Oh, first question from Christopher Rampersaw. Let's see what he has to say. Hello, Stephen Larson. So what is the best and worst moment of the WWE of this year? Thank you, Christopher. Thank you, Christopher. All right, man, I'll go first. Yeah. Uh, you've got a couple of good answers here, but I'll go in a slightly different direction. Uh, I'm going to say I actually really enjoyed, even though I fully understand that the creative aspect of it wasn't, like, perfect, um, and there were some stumbles to it. Uh, by the end, by the time we got to WrestleMania this year, the main event, Becky, Ronda, uh, Charlotte, I thought uh, they gave it a big match feel, big fight feel. Uh, it was pretty intriguing to see which way they were going to go in terms of how they were going to book that match and what the finish was going to be like. Uh, and even the finish was a little bit botchy uh, thanks to an awkward pin attempt. Uh, but I thought that uh, the women main eventing WrestleMania this year I thought was a high spot for me. Um, it was, uh, yeah, like I said, I thought it, I thought it elevated the star of, uh, uh, Becky Lynch. Um, I thought Ronda Rousey during her run more than proved that she is, uh, she could be a big star in the WWE. Um, it accomplished the goal of shining a big spotlight on the women's division. Um, and, uh, yeah, I thought it was actually a pretty terrific match, uh, and in terms of worst moments for me. Um, I think it can be sort of summed up. It's it's a bunch of stuff, but it could be summed up when there was that really weird uh, brief period of time. It was like a couple weeks 
when Vince didn't want wrestling to happen during commercials. After, I'm sorry, what has it been? 25 years of Raw, right? Uh, and decades of wrestling that he was producing prior to that, like mm -hmm. two decades or so. Mm -hmm. uh, he all of a sudden decides in the year 2019, after never having done this before, no wrestling during commercials. And so the writers and the producers had to figure out, okay, well, how do we do that and not have a bunch of three-minute matches? So like all the matches at that point became two out of three falls or elimination for no reason on camera. Like we were not given, we, we just knew this because of the dirt sheets and stuff. Yeah. We, they just would do that. All of a sudden, yep. the complete format of wrestling, as we know, it changed entirely. And it was the most stupid thing. And that right there is a microcosm of a larger issue in that Vince McMahon is still micromanaging every little aspect of his shows, even though he is way out of his league. He's way out of touch doing that. And that's the biggest problem that extends to other things like what you're going to mention. I won't mention that one because you're going to mention it. But that extends to other things like uh, Brock Lesnar being booked to be the champion and then just disappearing from TV. That's totally OK to have no world championship on TV, uh, he'll push people uh, for like a couple of weeks and then decide, oh yeah, I'm not really into them. So all the people that might've been invested in Cedric Alexander, Umberto Carrillo, whoever, we're now gonna bring that back. EC3, uh, I book him in an impossible position to take on uh, the, the departing Dean Ambrose. I don't like how the crowd reacts. So I'm gonna literally keep him off TV for the entirety of the year. It's Vince McMahon and his maddening little decisions that really just kill the product no long-term vision. There you go. That's 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 what I got to say. All right, good answers. Uh, I think for me, the, the the best moment of the year was was Kofi Kingston after eleven years in the company. It's a great one. Um, finally, not only getting his title shot, but getting his title shot at WrestleMania and getting that title shot at WrestleMania and winning. Yeah. Um, they, I won't say they booked this story to perfection. Uh, they managed to ride the momentum that Kofi got behind him following that gauntlet match. Uh, to see who was going to be first elimination chamber after Mustafa Ali got hurt. Um, and they found a way to put roadblocks in Kofi's way that, for the most part, built his momentum rather than halted it. That was like the one thing that kind of bothered me about Becky's build to Mania um, was that anytime a McMahon would get involved to put a roadblock in her path, it was confusing. It seemed completely unnecessary. Whereas in Kofi's case, uh, it, was, it was kind of, uh, in many respects, his career in, in, in microcosm played out in the span of like two months. Yeah. Where he reaches a certain level of success, a roadblock's put in front of him. Um, and we are seeing that all play out in the build to Mania. He finally secured that spot and had a killer match against mm -hmm. Daniel Bryan. Mm -hmm. um, and in terms of heartwarming moments, historical moments, um, for me, that was tops. Yep. Not to take anything away from the woman main eventing, that was spectacular, huge deal. That was great too, but I, I think uh, I don't know. Just seeing Kofi, his story, he seems like a really good dude. Yeah, he does. Um, and it's it's good to see people who work hard, who are good people, uh, get rewarded for their their hard work and being decent folks. Um, worst moment for me. It's a wild card rule when Vince yeah, comes sure. out and announces announces that. Oh, it's horrible. And you're like, what the heck? And then in the span of half hour, they violate the rule. Yeah, they're like, okay, only three stars. Oh no, well. Make it five. Yeah. Or four or five, whatever case it was. <laughs> Literally within the same show. Yeah, within like the same hour. <laughs> they violated the rules of their own rule. Oh, my God.
And it's like, why? I mean, this it's a cheap stunt to get ratings up. I understand and because ratings were in the toilet. It didn't work. It's like just the most desperate, it totally panicky, it totally transparent. Worked. And we move. had to sit through uh, every time someone swapped brands. Michael Cole saying, "Oh, they're here because of wild card rule." It was the same people on both shows all the time. Yeah, and it just bogged down creative. It was garbage. Yeah, it made the shows worse. Yeah, it did. Way worse. It did. And I'm happy. The, the, the best. Did thing it even come. improve ratings? No. It might have liked for a week or two, but no. Terrible. It was crap. Yeah. It was terrible. And it was, it was like for the middle part of the year, it was bogged down this wild card garbage. Mm-hmm. And it got to the point where they didn't, I mean, they didn't mention it, but you'd have like 15 people cross brands in the course of an episode. Yeah. It's like if you have rules, stick to the rules of your rule. And if you're not going to stick to the rules of your rule, don't have the goddamn rule. Yeah. And it was, it, oh, it was, didn't they have like, it was like a lumberjack match or something where like everybody. It was like 12 people from Raw or 12 <laughs> people from SmackDown run Raw. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, this was, this, this seemed like a particularly bad year for Vince's weird Vinceisms. I know. Didn't it? Like they were like, he's desperate. It's the desperate panicky thing. Like ratings are an all time low and he, and it's just, but this year in particular, it was just really bad. It's, 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 it's rather than uh, look in the mirror and evaluate what he's been doing, he just goes deeper and deeper into his his well of gimmicks. Yeah, to try to get himself out of the situation. There's yeah. no there's no plan to how to 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 turn things over long term. A band aid just the problem. A band aid is not going to address any of these issues that are at the core of the problem of your product. No. None of them will. None of them whatsoever. Anyways, good question. No, who's next? Next, uh, a question from the enforcer, Stevie Bradley and Mr. Dope. Oh, yeah, they got together. Might be my favorite question of the week. Oh, man, I Coming love Coming to you from Joe's Crab Shack. Heck yeah, man. Take it away, gentlemen. What's good, friendos? What's going down? It's the enforcer, Stevie Bradley. And your boy, Mr. Dope, with another match hat question. Absolutely. We want to talk about The Fiend. Sarah Logan, we want to talk about Liv, uh, Liv Morgan, possibilities, what could happen. Is she going back to the Riot Squad, or is she going to be Sister Abigail? Or, let us know. Or Sisters Abigail, all three of them together with The Fiend. Let, let us know. Talk about it. Too sweet, hearty handshake, and a too good, brother. Thank you, Mr. Dope, and thank you, Stevie Bradley. Thank you both. Um, I know a lot of people want... There to be a sister Abigail there with Bray Wyatt. Yeah. You know, have a wrestler be repackaged or debut with sister Abigail. And I, I guess I understand why that would people be excited about it. I, I know people talk about Liv Morgan now because um, she's going through repackage. And I get it. Um, uh, I think people want to see wrestlers they like in positions where they can succeed. That being said, I have basically no interest and Sister Abigail being made, you know, as a wrestler. I don't care. I like it more as an idea, as a philosophical idea, as a, a source of motivation for Bray and nothing else. Um, it, it, it enhances the mythology of the character. And I think if you have someone come back, remember that time where he was going to cosplay as Sister Abigail in the mm-hmm. shooting of Safine? Mm-hmm. And it was, it was, I mean, thankfully we, he, uh, he got sick. We didn't see any more of it. <laughs> yeah. Because that was terrible. Yeah. That was bad. Yeah. I like it more just as, as you know, to, to borrow a part of Randy Orton's gimmick, a voice in his head. Yeah. Something that's, that's informing him on decisions he makes that inspires him, that scares him, that he's maybe not entirely in control of. Sorry. I feel like that enhances the mythology, and you run the risk of of introducing someone as Sister Abigail. You run the risk of 
of lessening that mythology if you don't hit that right. If you hit it wrong, it takes the air out of Sister Abigail completely. Um, but if a situation arises where they feel like they have to do it and they have a good plan creatively to do it, I don't want anybody I've seen before. Yeah. Because if you see Liv Morgan come out of Sister Abigail, you're like, well, that's just Liv Morgan. Why wasn't she Sister Abigail two years ago? Yeah. Give me, it's the Braun Strowman situation where he joined the Wyatt family. You hadn't seen him on TV before. Mm-hmm. And, and it made more of an impact as opposed to they had taken, I don't know, somebody else from NXT or the main roster and repackaged him and had him join the Wyatt family. Mm-hmm. Just give me somebody new who... who, who Doesn't already have an established story yes, or persona. Doesn't have an established character or persona. And it's, 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 it's a clean slate. Yeah. I'm not so... I'm, you know, will there be a Sister Abigail? Uh, I'm kind of with you in that. I mean, look, she's been established as being... Uh, like I think, like we can gather that she was his legit sister, no, and no, no, she no, no, died, no, no. right? No, no, she was a, a nun. Oh, was she a nun? Yeah, but she's dead, right? Yeah. Okay, and her and and that was Randy Orton burned down. The, that's where her remains yeah. were. Okay, um, so I mean, I'm fine with that just being that. Like that's part of his backstory, and it's okay. We don't need a person. That being said, I am totally open. Like you said, I'm totally open to somebody. Um, being like he has that little doll that's like the female fiend. Mm-hmm. I'm totally open to somebody uh, taking that as their persona um, and and competing and being basically his Harley Quinn yeah. to, to his Joker. Um, so I would totally be fine with that. I would even be fine as long as there was a storyline motivation. I mean, right now the motivation or the the, the idea behind the fiend is he changes whomever he touches. So I would be fine. Like we talked about this uh, earlier this week or last week. We said, hey, how cool would it have been? Oh, for the TLC thing. How cool would it have been if Daniel Bryan came back as the personification of The Fiend while Bray Wyatt was just Bray Wyatt, fun, Firefly Funhouse? And so I'd be okay if there was like a female version of The Fiend that he somehow, but we'd have to see if it's like Liv Morgan. Let's say Liv Morgan's going through this whole like crisis of identity thing. And she starts going one direction, but that's kind of uh, like a red herring for him coming in and on camera, having some impact on her where she does fall in line with his, you know, his fiend stuff. I would be okay with it. I, I think that it'd be, I'll put it this way. I think that the decisions that Bray Wyatt has made creatively for his character have worked so far. And I think that it would, I would trust him to handle something like that, uh, you know, in a manner that I think is, is well executed. Um, so I'm not opposed to him having other people under his influence, the general idea of it, if it's executed properly. Um, however, the idea that, you know, oh, Liv should be Sister Abigail. I mean, I get why people want to do that. I think that she does sort of have a Harley Quinn vibe. He obviously, there are some Joker sort of superficial Joker qualities to his fiend mask. Um, I get why people want that. Uh, that being said, just to shove her out there, all of a sudden she's, it wouldn't make any sense. Like it would just wouldn't make any sense. Mm-hmm. So as long as it makes sense, I'm not opposed to any of these ideas. It's just, it just it, has to make sense. It's got to make sense. And and too often it doesn't. Yep. Too often they just put it out there. Yep. I always, I always like the idea of, uh, of the idea of him taking on the persona of Sister Abigail because it was different. It just an execution. It was bad. The, the, the small stuff that we saw didn't look terribly good. No. Who knows? Maybe if we if the if the if the measles wouldn't have broken out or mumps, whatever it yeah, was. Yeah, whatever it was. 
If that hadn't happened, maybe it would have been cool. But then we had Pumpkin Balor too. That looked yeah, bad. It didn't look like it was it was going in a direction that was going to be fun. Yeah. So, anyways, Angie's list is now Angie, and we've heard a lot of theories about why. I thought it was an eco move. Fewer words, less paper. No, it was so you could say it faster. No, it's to be more iconic. Must be a tech thing. But those aren't quite right. It's because now you can compare upfront prices, book a service instantly, and even get your project handled from start to finish. Sounds easy it is and it makes us so much more than just a list get started at angie.com that's a-n-g-i or download the app today the angie's list you know and trust is now angie and we're so much more than just a list we still connect you with top local pros and show you ratings and reviews but now we also let you compare upfront prices on hundreds of projects and book a service instantly we can even handle the rest of your project from start to finish. So remember, Angie's List is now Angie, and we're here to get your job done right. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I, or download the app today. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because you know if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app Answer a few questions and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Uh, moving on, Patrick Sparks, the B-Man, is B-man. up next. Uh, he's got a question about Roman Reigns. Let's see what he has to say. Hey, friendos, Pat here at work. Got to make it quick. So, um, right now, Roman's probably going to win the Rumble, and he's probably going to beat the Fiend at Mania. So, are people going to rebel against that? Because it's kind of a repeat of, you know, Roman Brock, main event, Mania, all the time. Um, yeah. So are people actually going to be okay with that, even after the leukemia thing? He's doing really good. What are they going to think? What do you guys think? And who from what brand should win each Rumble? Keith Lee. Thank you. Goodbye. Thank you, Patrick Sparks. Thank you, B-Man. Uh, I go first. No, you do. Wait. Yeah, you do. Sorry. Uh, so I'm going to say this, man. I, I, would the fans turn on Roman? Would they be against it beating the Fiend at Mania? Um, I think you and I sort of have the same answer here, so feel free to hop in. But uh, I, 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 I think that, like we just said, if Bray is sort of like spearheading how this would go down, I kind of feel like the Bray-Randy Orton thing back in the day started out as a lot of Bray and then was sort of co-opted maybe by Vince, maybe. and that's why it landed on that big turd. Maybe. maybe not. Maybe I'm wrong about that. I don't know. But I kind of feel like if they're able to establish the Fiend as having some sort of weakness. And honestly, they'd need to do it over a longer uh, span of time than four or five months. Mm-hmm. But like, if they're going to establish the Phoenix as having, as having some sort of weakness, we need to see Roman like come to the realization of how to exploit that weakness. 
Um, so there's that. I think that if there's anything less than a compelling story behind it, I think the fans, yeah, they would. I don't. I do not get the sense from the fans right now that they feel Roman's being shoved down our throats. Yeah. So that's a good thing. Yeah. Um, and in fact, I I do really wonder, and this is simply because, and I don't think it's going to happen, but the, I I saw something briefly on Twitter about like betting odds being in favor of Roman taking on The Rock at WrestleMania. I have no idea how that would happen with the Hollywood commitments and the insurance stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who knows? Like I, I, but it's. I guess it's always possible. Um, Rock is a big deal. Maybe he can. Maybe he can be in control. Of that I don't know. Um, but I do kind of wonder if they would. And I would prefer to see this. Keep Roman in feuds that are like either above the title, away for the title, mm-hmm. not Baron Corbin, but something no. that's bigger for him. Yes. And keep him away for the title for now. And I think eventually it would get to the point organically where the fans would want to see that so much. Yeah. They would want to see that. Yeah, yeah. No, and and right. have The Fiend just keep on. I think, you know who I'd be would be perfect for The Fiend? I know they're not going to do it because he's in a tag team situation because Xavier Woods is injured, but Kofi Kingston. Mm-hmm. Like, Kofi should be challenging for that title. Yeah, no. And you could do I, you could do so much with that. Yeah. Um. So, uh, and then who from each branch should win each Rumble? Um. I'll, I'll go with this. I think it'd be awesome if... Seth Rollins as the heel won the rumble on raw this year. And then he could come back around to Brock Lesnar, maybe try to maybe try to get Brock to be a face. I mean, you could do that by having the authors of pain attack. Yeah. Him. Yeah. 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 Uh, Even then it's hard to, 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 to pick Brock as an underdog. And no, it totally is. But, uh, you know, a super powered up Seth as a heel with the AOP and Brock is already super powered up. Yeah. You know, and the motivation can be something completely different beyond you're never here. Yeah. You know, his motivation obviously be a bit more selfish, perhaps. Yeah. Um, you'll never be the locker room leader. That's me. I don't know. Or I can't really be the leader unless I'm carrying the gold. Right. Exactly. He already has two wins over Brock this year. Um, so I think that would be I think I'd be OK with that, um, especially if he got a lot of heat by stealing that victory from somebody else. Uh, also, I would like to see this, uh, if we're going with raw superstars, I would say this, have Oscar take that title off of Becky mm-hmm. at the rumble, mm-hmm. like Kyrie, like as soon as the bell rings, ref gets distracted by Kyrie green mist, boom. And that would floor the crowd. Yeah. That would completely floor the crowd. And then your build for mania would be Becky wins rumble. Um, like in the same manner, like last year, how it happened. Yeah. She loses to Oscar, puts herself in the rumble because of Lana again. Yeah. And she's doing something with Bobby Lashley. Yeah. Becky wins. And then we get Oscar versus Becky at mania. She picks her belt back up there. I think that could be a lot of fun, uh, on SmackDown. I would have the guy who had his opportunity snatched from him last year. Mm-hmm. Mustafa Ali. Mm-hmm. The crowd would be completely behind that. Yeah. He takes on Brock Lesnar as the underdog. That would be a lot of fun. No, he'd be taking I'm sorry. On Bray Wyatt. He takes on Bray Wyatt. There's another win for the Fiend right there because, you know, Mustafa Ali is not going to be the guy that takes it off him. Yeah. But, man, the I crowd would be story, huge yeah. behind that. Yeah. Uh, Sasha uh, on SmackDown would uh, go on and take on Bayley. And then NXT, uh, you and I are in the same answer here. Keith Lee, and then I say Shayna Baszler. She wins the Rumble to take on Rhea Ripley. Uh, so as far as going back to the Roman discussion, it all really depends on creative. And, and just because Roman wins the Rumble and gets a shot at the Fiend, I mean, if they really want to play it right, you have Roman win the Rumble. He takes on the Fiend at Mania but loses. But in the process of losing, he gets his first clue of how he can maybe beat the Fiend. You make yeah. this a year-long deal. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Come back around to it the following year. Or maybe after a year, 
of studying and learning and, 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 and getting to the heart of who and what the fiend is, mm-hmm. he finds that weakness he can exploit in the match and finally beat him. Yeah. Um, take your time with it. Don't, yeah, sure. don't rush it for the sake of rushing it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, if, if, if the fiend were to beat Roman this year, I don't think the crowd necessarily rebel against it. I don't think they rebel against Roman winning the rumble at the time. Um, and certainly wouldn't in hindsight, should he lose to the fiend. Um, as far as rumble winners on raw, Give me Kevin Owens. I want mm. Kevin Owens versus Brock at Mania. That's a great answer. Give me that. Oscar. Uh, Becky does beat her at the Rumble. Oscar wins the Rumble uh, to prove to herself and to Becky that she still has Becky's number. Mm-hmm. On SmackDown, yeah, let Roman win. I think Roman versus Fiend has a, a lot of interesting story ideas. They have history, uh, a lot to mine there. Do it. Just don't have Roman win necessarily. Mm-hmm. Uh, agreed, Sasha should totally win the Rumble from SmackDown. Her versus Bailey on WrestleMania. Hell yes. Yeah, that'd be great. Uh, as far as NXT, Keith Lee. I'm going mm-hmm. to see him pounce someone out of the ring. That'd be great. And then I'm going with Io Shirai, just because she's awesome. Yeah, she's great. Io versus Rhea Ripley. That'd be killer. Man. That'd be killer. Awesome. Next, got a question from Gion Halili. Jacksonville's number one. Hey there, friendos. This is Jacksonville's number one match chatter, Gion Halili, uh, back with another match chat question. A bit under, under the weather uh, this week because it's hot and cold here in Florida. But anyways, my Matt Chat question is this. I don't have anything that has to do with what's going on with wrestling storylines this week. So uh, if social media was available in the 80s and 90s and even the mid-aughts, you know, like how rampant it is now, which superstars would have used it to their advantage and which superstars would have been trouble with social media? Uh, give me your thoughts. Too sweet, too good. Later, guys. Thank you, Guillaume. Thank you, Guillaume. All right, this is what I got. As far as the good, I mean, these guys are all kind of good now. Yeah. Uh, Stone Cold, I think he, I think he would have been pretty good on on Twitter because it would have been a less is more approach. Yeah. He would have been on there tweeting all the time, but when he would, it'd be awesome. So here's the thing. You can kind of look at because all those old dudes, a lot of those old dudes, they have Twitter. Yeah. You can see it right now. Yeah. Who's good at it and who's not so good at it. Uh, so continue with your list because I like your list. And then The Rock. He'd be great. He'd be hilarious. He'd be awesome. Do a bunch of shit talking on Twitter. And then finally, Kevin Nash. He'd be great. Yeah. He'd be great. Yeah. The Bad. Uh, Hulk Hogan. Again, I'm pretty sure he uh, eulogized uh, Bam Margera. On his Twitter feed. He's not dead, though. But he's not dead. No. No. Uh, Scott Steiner. It's surprising that he's not on Twitter. Well, it's probably good for him. He's on Twitter. Maybe. Yeah, sure. And then finally, kind of both good and bad, maybe Sid. Yes. Yeah, I can see it going bad. either way. Yeah. It could, be, it could be fun or it could be an absolute nightmare. You know, you know who I, I think Sid would be the one guy who does, like, Scott Hall doesn't do this anymore, but it oh, took him yeah. so long to figure out Twitter that he'd be tweeting out what sh- what are supposed meant to be DMs yeah. to women. Yeah. You know, so I think that'd be Sid even back then at like whatever 30 years old or 35. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty much. Uh Stephen M has a question. Let's see oh, what you want to give your answers? Oh, no, I no, I that was just a discussion. I your answers are great. Oh, okay. Uh, I just well yeah, I have here for uh good on Twitter Owen Hart. Oh, he been a blast. He was a funny guy. Bad on Twitter Bret Hart. Well, you know. It would it would be all Subtweeting, just blasting people, and people be like, "Brett, who are you talking about? You could be talking about any number of people." Well, you know. Well, you know. That's for me to know. You know. What? He says you're you're vexing me, Brett. Talking about Vince. Does he know that? 
<laughs> yeah. Yeah, I told him. You can host the best backyard barbecue. When you find a professional on Angie to make your backyard the best around. Connect with skilled professionals to get all your home projects done well. Inside to outside. Repairs to renovations. Get started on the Angie app or visit Angie.com today. You can do this when you Angie that. Uh, next up, Stephen M has a question. Let's see what he has to say. Hey, friendos. Um, what is What are the best thrown together um, spur of the moment matches that happened on cards, um, like top 10? Uh, best thrown together matches, say the likes of Aller and AJ, like be it circumstance or just made on the day. Thank you, Stephen M. Thank you, Stephen M. Uh, so, uh, I mean, I mean, I don't know how many. I can't think off the top of my head like how many matches have been thrown together. He mentioned AJ versus Finn. I'll be honest, that's that's going to be my number one mm. because it's like. You know, it's Bullet Club versus Bullet Club. Yeah, and I felt I felt like that match kind of got by more on the mystique of Bullet Club versus Bullet Club. It was Club a match. decent match. It wasn't a bad match. It was a decent match. But it wasn't like a takeover level match. No, no, match. I remember watching it thinking, yeah, that's fine. Yeah. And if this is like the, the appetizer to a larger story, I'd be fine with it. But knowing the likelihood that we weren't going to do anything else with it beyond that, I was like, yeah. eh, I kind of feel like they maybe, maybe could have done more with it. But it was put together last minute. and AJ Somebody just, was sick, right? Yeah, AJ had food poisoning, I think, yeah. and he just flown in from South America. Uh, I'm going to say this isn't exactly thrown together last minute, but I think they had to put together within the span of a week. Uh, Ronda versus Charlotte Survivor Series last year. Mm-hmm, yeah. And I know they just kind of copy and pasted a lot of the beats from what the Becky-Ronda match probably would have been. a good match. That but was it was a still good a good match. Yeah, it was. Um, and, it, it, you know, it, they, they kind of – it was that match, I think, more than anything, that you, after watching that, you're like, all right, if Charlotte's in the main event, that mania with Becky and Ronda – that's cool. Oh, I have a recent example, actually, now that I think about huh. it. And it's not like a big thrown-together thing, but when Roderick Strong had to oh, – yeah. Bobby Fish got injured at NXT, and Roderick Strong came out. Well, that's actually a definition his, of a thrown-together thing when in, he has to – In his jeans and, like, dress shoes, and he had a – and it was still a killer, killer match that was, like, almost perfect. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. So good. It's good stuff. So uh, good. Next, Double J, ain't he great? Sup, Steve? Hey, Larson. It's Double J. I've just been sitting here listening to Drake, thinking about past loves. And my question is, where the hell is Nia Jax? And what does she do when she comes back? All right, take it easy. Thank you, Double J. Thank you, Double J. You go first. Um, I believe Nia is out uh, recuperating from double knee surgery. They Correct. made, a, they made a, a, one of the storylines on Told Divas. I didn't watch a lot of it, but my wife watches it, so I've seen bits and pieces here. I believe, and again, this is just from seeing bits and pieces, that she wrestled at Mania with or minus two ACLs. Yeah. Um, and then had surgery right after Eesh. and has been recuperating since. Eesh. So was where are we at eight months in? I so that feels like probably not good. Probably not good because the ACL is the tendon through the or ligament through the middle of your knee that gives it stability. Yeah, like an up and down. Yeah, um, so that probably sucked. Probably. Uh, what we need from Nia though is a feud against Becky Lynch. We really haven't gotten that. They had a little back and forth at the Rumble. We need a real feud. Yeah, they really let Becky like humiliate her a little bit. Yes. after that whole botched, inadvertently iconic yeah. punch. Yeah. So uh, give us the real feud. Yeah, dude. I don't know. I'm not terribly interested in Nia Jax, so I have two answers. The only two answers that I think would be uh, 
Well, one answer I really like, and the other answer, like, it'd, be, it'd fit into where I care about her. Uh, number one, she could she could be sort of the Braun Strowman. Like, she just become the women's celebrity wrestler person, like, at WrestleMania. Because she, she's she big, She bullies dominant. the celebrities that come in. Yeah, and, uh, yeah. I mean, that'd be fitting. And then, or, and I like this better, you go, you, you run with what was teased with Moxley, and you have her join the men's division. I think it'd be pretty revolutionary. Um, they'd never do it. But I would actually be interested in Nia Jax if she joined the men's division. I think that could actually be a lot of fun. It could be interesting. Um, they'd obviously have to be kind of careful with it. But I think that would be a blast. I really do. Oh, it'd be fun, but they'll yeah. never do it. No. Uh, I got a trio of text questions to close the show today. First, from Joshua Martinez. If you had to choose, which wrestler's Christmas party would you attend? Easy, RVD. Uh, I'm not an orgy guy. Yeah. Mm-mm. Be all about it. You know, even just to watch. Seems awkward. Oh, man. Be Seems great. awkward. All right. Well, to each their awkward. own. What oh, lame is, what lame party do you want oh, to go to? Oh, it's New Day, man. Is there going to be a live sex show there? Probably not. No, but I don't want to be there for a live lame. sex show. I'm going to go to the New Day's party, man. They're, listen the to their new podcast. New Day? That'd be good, too. New Day seems like really good dudes. Yeah, probably. Uh, the, the, the conversation would be great. Mm. Uh, I love I love me some pancakes. Yeah, sure. Um, yeah, give me the New Day party. All right, fair enough. I don't think you're cool enough to hang out with them, though. Oh, I know I'm not. I'm definitely cool enough to hang out with RVD. You would be like... <laughs> Weirded out within 15 minutes of being there. I love it. That'd be great. I'd be like, let me smell that butt smell. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and next, weed. from Luis Veriza, if you can go back and change the result of one wrestling match, what match would it be? And he also wants to know which sandwich chain has best sandwiches. So as far as a match, I'd want to change the end to Team WB versus Team Nexus. So Nexus gets that W. I wonder how much the course of history would be changed. Uh, I mean, I don't know. Probably if, not a lot. Not a ton. They had so many opportunities to like sort of make good on that. And they, and they just never didn't. did. They never did. No, they never did. So I don't know if it really changed the course of history a ton. But it's a big. It's a pretty big stain. Yeah, it is, especially on a John Cena's legacy. Mm-hmm. As far as best sandwich, what I, chain has the best? Sandwich? I believe it's a local chain. So maybe that's not the answer he's looking for. It's this local chain called Superb Sandwiches. Oh. I think there's three or four of them, at least just in this general area, and they're all and they're very good. All right, uh, I have Denny's Moons over my hammy. That's an actual chain. It's not a sandwich shop, but they have sandwiches there. That sandwich is so fucking nasty. I've <laughs> never had one. <laughs> I mean, it's it's just the big ball of grease, and it's awesome. It's just buttered bread, toasted ham, cheese, and egg. Egg. Yeah, man, you got that right. Uh, let's see here. Uh, so, as far as the changing the result of one wrestling match. I really wish somehow, some way, Bret Hart knew about the finish to the Montreal screw job back in 1997. Mm-hmm. And he doesn't tell anybody. And I don't know how he would. Ha- how do you think Bret would have handled if he found out about the Montreal screw job? It would have been the situation that he won at WrestleMania 13 where he'd break Shawn Michaels' foot and stand over him and say, F you. That's what it would have been. I think so, yeah. Wait, Shawn's in on this? Oh, man. I'm actually kind of happy. <laughs> I get to do this now. Goes in there. Shoot, throws him to the ground. <laughs> breaks his ankle. <laughs> and then walks out. The WCW. Yep. <laughs> oh, that'd be good. Vince, I'm going to take this belt with me. I'm, gonna t- I'm taking it with me. I'm going to throw it in the garbage. I'm always, nowadays I'm borderline. Whenever I do bread, I'm borderline Alistair Black. Yeah, I know. Uh, finally, Hadley Doodley Champ. So this question comes from Shafty. Says build the ultimate holiday stable. Need someone to be Santa, 
Mrs. Claus and the eight reindeer. Name it two if there's time. I feel like Braun Strowman's got to be Santa at this point. Yeah, well, he already played an elf once. Yeah. So, so he's going to Santa. be Santa now. And then uh, Alexa Bliss would be Mrs. Claus. Yeah, they made a cute couple. Yeah, they have good chemistry together. They have good chemistry together. So I have the name of uh, names of the reindeers uh, here from Twas the Night Before Christmas. Oh, great. And so we can just go through it. So Dasher, who's someone who's really fast? Uh, Mustafa Ali. All right. Uh, Dancer. Uh, Carmella. Good. Prancer. Who That's... prances? What is prancing? Isn't it sort of la, la, la? I guess. I don't know. What, what is the prance? Prance. Uh, a move with high springy steps. Let's do who walks with a spring in their step. Uh, yeah, okay. Uh, of a person to walk or move around with an ostentatious, exaggerated movements. Vince. Yeah, Vince. <laughs> he prances uh, to the ring. Vixen. Uh, somebody who's, isn't that like mysterious? Somebody who. Well, Vixen is usually. No, uh, Vexes is that. Yeah, 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 yeah Vixen. Yeah. Vixen definition. Oh, it's like a fox. A female fox is a vixen. Yeah. Okay. Alicia Fox. Okay. All right. Uh, Comet. Again, someone fast. Oh, Aerostar. Aerostar. Okay, yeah. Yeah. Cupid. Who's the love? Is Eric Young. Eric Young. The love doctor. Okay. Yeah. Dunder. <laughs> Sounds like an idiot, right? I think so. Dunce. Uh, like Eugene. Okay. Oh, gosh. <laughs> uh, Blixen. <laughs> Uh, Blix. I don't know what a Blixen is. I it was Blitzen. Blitzen. Either way, blitzed, blotto, drunk. Who's on the sauce, man? Um, gosh. All right, there you go. <laughs> That's match chat for the day. Thanks everybody for tuning. I appreciate oh, it. Gosh. Talk to you guys later. Goodbye. Angie's list is now Angie, and we've heard a lot of theories about why. I thought it was an eco move. Fewer words, less paper. No, it was so you could say it faster. No, it's to be more iconic. Must be a tech thing. But those aren't quite right. It's because now you can compare upfront prices, book a service instantly, and even get your project handled from start to finish. Sounds easy. It is, and it makes us so much more than just a list. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today. The Angie's List you know and trust is now Angie, and we're so much more than just a list. We still connect you with top local pros and show you ratings and reviews, but now we also let you compare upfront prices on hundreds of projects and book a service instantly. We can even handle the rest of your project from start to finish. So remember, Angie's List is now Angie, and we're here to get your job done right. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I, or download the app today.